going everybody this is joey galvez and welcome to another episode of two scout geeks and yes i'm back from a small little two-week hiatus where i gotta you know what i'm here with my buddy john and john i gotta appreciate i gotta show my appreciation to you man because you took over two weeks giving me some time off and uh dude those two episodes were actually really good i quite enjoyed them oh thank you man well, it was uh, well-deserved for you. I wanted to give you the time off because you need to focus on that kind of stuff. So, But, yeah, um, last week especially was a fun episode for me. Just got, just got to talk about wrestling pretty much. Barely yeah. talked about the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually listened to the episode. And, uh, man, I, I, I started reminiscing about when, when I used to uh, watch some wrestling back in the day, like in the 90s. I watched. Uh, I watched when they did the whole Monday Night Wars and all that stuff, man. Yeah, some good stuff back in the day. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right, but let's tell everybody what we have uh, in store for this episode. We're going to be talking about Everglade Angels, uh, one of the, uh, uh, my favorites out in, in, in Scout right now. Then we're going to talk about Headless Number One and Fish Eye. Um, we picked all number ones here this episode, uh, but. Uh, it's probably because we wanted to go back a little bit and see what we, uh, I at least wanted to go back and check out some of these ones that I hadn't been able to read. And unfortunately, because you, like you said, uh, you gave us some time off because we had a brand new baby. And because of that, I wasn't able to read one of the books. That's my fault. I kind of dropped the ball there. Um, but I actually own the book so I can read it and kind of pick up on it. Uh, so, uh, but let's jump right into the first one here. We're going to be talking about Everglade Angels, and I believe you have the synopsis for this, right? The log line. Yes, I do. I've got the log line right here from scoutcomics.com. A wrong turn down a dead end road, a car that won't start, an unspeakable evil emerges from the darkness. No phones, no weapons, no escape. Think you've seen all this before? Think again. When a girl's softball team takes a shortcut through the Florida Everglades, they veer off the path towards a night they'll never forget. Drinking, dancing, one last hurrah before college starts, and they go their separate ways. When they stumble into a trap set by a murderous cult, the stage is set for a night of blood-soaked carnage, but the cult has never dealt with victims who are ready to fight back. Man, this 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 issue was uh so good man uh when i first read it i was like wow this is this is actually really good i can get into this uh i don't know why i hadn't picked it up before but i'm i'm definitely in i purchased the uh the digital edition uh, i'm probably gonna go back and grab the ones i what are they up to like two or three now uh no they're only two issues actually two, two issues in. i uh haven't heard anything else about other issues yet okay but there's only two issues currently uh we definitely need more so if you guys are out there listening to this episode please ask for more everglade angels because it, this one was a uh a, a hit out of the park should i say uh pun intended because <laughs> this one follows uh, a group of uh girls who are like he said on on their way to college 
and uh, they're part of a baseball team, and they kind of uh, they're all trying to you know they're scouts in the in the stands and they're being watched and they're kind of, they want to get scholarships and all this good stuff. So they're, they're going to go hang out after the game and, and they definitely find themselves in the middle of a predicament. Oh yeah. And the amazing thing about this story is that it's also written by Blake Northcutt, who is also mm-hmm. the writer for happy death day. Yeah. Uh, she's also worked on uh, books for uh, Marvel uh, X-Men DC but, as well. And, DC now as well, but it's uh it's crazy to think because uh that was what I got a lot of people into this book from. Yeah, was the fact that it was written by uh the person who wrote Happy Death Day because yeah. there's a ton of fans for uh that movie genre now, and mm-hmm. she's even worked on I think a few more horror movies that are coming out. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh it's something that's just way more fun. Like people love that kind of like it's a it's a horror book, but it's more fun with everything yeah. else shared, not just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she has, she also did uh, Catwoman twenty three that like sold out at the distribution level. That's right, yeah, super super cool. Everybody loves that issue. I actually talked to one to one of my buddies who's a big Batman fan, and I told him, "Have you checked out Everglade Angels?" And and uh, I had told him about our our podcast, and he started listening. And he's like, "Dude," he te- texted me the other day. He's like, "Dude, you got me on this scout." Uh, thing now because he's like going and buying up all kinds of really different uh, really cool scout books now and Everglade Angels was one of the first ones that he picked up and he said he liked it a lot because of the of of Blake Northcutt and uh and because he he reads a lot of uh Batman books and stuff so um this one was was actually really cool to kind of I was like dude I'm I'm glad that you picked this one up because this is one of the better ones that I've noticed and I mean they're all great but, yeah. uh, and this is definitely falls into the category of Scout saw something mm-hmm. uh, they yeah. wanted to jump in on because this was another book that was uh, officially just a Kickstarter book. And okay. they got in contact with her to make it a published book mm-hmm. because uh, you can see the talent she now has, especially after yeah, uh, yeah. Cause this was beginning of the year. And uh, when Catwoman 23 came out, I think people are now on her full bandwagon of like, okay, I want more from her. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely an opportunity to get her stuff out there and definitely want to see more indie stuff from her. Cause I think that's where she feels more comfortable as well. Yeah. I, I have not been able to read any uh, Marvel or DC stuff from her, but uh, I, I do got to say this one was a really good one, man. When you follow each character, you and it's not like one of those books where you uh, it's really slow to kind of get into and you you take so long to get to know each and every character. I mean, when they're playing that baseball game there and spoilers, sorry, but it, when they're playing that baseball game there and each personality as they come up to bat and they and you see them in their different positions, that's who they are you know, off the field and on the field. So you kind of get up to speed about who they are and what kind of personality they have uh, at really quick here. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got, I got to ask you, what's what was your favorite part of this book here? Uh, the favorite part of uh, especially issue one is that um, it definitely paints the aspect of that. You don't know what's going on, which I love about mm-hmm. horror books, but that it wasn't your stereotypical, like, Oh no, what do we do? It's um, they're more proactive. They're like, let's take this head on. Yeah. Uh, which was definitely, I think the part that I think sold a lot of my friends who are reading this book is mm-hmm. it's not just your typical, like, Oh, the girls are in trouble run. <laughs> it's they're like, yeah. no, let's go 
whoop some ass right now and figure this out. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but that's how they are on the field. They're there. They don't let other people kind of stand and step on them. You know what I mean? So they're, they're like, we, we know we're bad. We know we're bad A's and we're going to get it done on the field. So why don't we do this in the real world? Um, there's one, uh, one scene here in the book where they're in, they're in the van and one of them kind of gets in trouble outside of the van. And they're like, what are we sitting here for? We're, let's get out and all of them kind of go into action almost very, very quickly as they kind of say, let's, let's help. Uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. man, this one, this one was really good all the way through. Uh, I love the character development. I love the storyline where we're going. Uh, these creepy people that we see in this book are, are they, they, they pissed me off. They made me, uh, excited to kind of see where these chicks are going to go. Uh, right. One of the characters in there that shows up, you he, he you see that he's kind of uh, shady, and I had a feeling that something was going on, and I said, "Oh no, don't don't trust that guy." So it's it's definitely one of those things where it kind of gets you involved in the book. Oh, absolutely. You got anything else to say about this book? No, that's it. Just go pick this up while you can because it's another one of those books that's selling out quick for Scout. Yeah, this one this one's definitely one to put on your radar if it's not already. Um definitely check it out. I think you can still purchase some of the books on scout.com, so head on over there and check it out. You can at least get it digitally cuz I did uh at least to read it if you want. So head on over there, grab this one too. Let's uh let's take a small little break here, John, and right before we get into our next book, Headless Number 1. What do you think? Sounds good. All right, let's do that. All right, and we are back to talk about Headless Number One. And you know what? I, at the top of the show, I said that I didn't really uh, get to read one book because I didn't have a lot of time this week. And I know everybody's like, there's a lot of time in the day. Why don't you handle reading a 23-page book? <laughs> I've got a brand new baby and I've got, and I'm not sleeping much. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so and I didn't have a lot of time to kind of read. I was like, hustle. I was like really hustling, trying to get to read these right before we recorded this episode. Uh, so this was one of the ones that I wasn't able to read really quickly, but I do own it. I picked it up a while back from from one of my buddies. He has a live, live auction. So I said, hey, this one looks good. I read the synopsis, and I'm like, okay, I got to get on this one. And I just haven't been able to read it. But I do own it, and I'm going to gra- read it. Um, I want you to uh, tell us a little bit. I'll read the synopsis, but I want you to tell us about it because you were able to read it, right? Right. Okay, I'll, let me read the synopsis here for everybody, and then you can kind of give us a play-by-play of this real quick. Salem, Massachusetts, 1987, two teenagers have been found dead, brutally murdered, but not by a man. When gruesome murders become a common occurrence in this sleepy town, it is evident that the headless horseman has returned. Two brothers having recently arrived in Salem find themselves in a centuries-old battle between the Knights Templar, whose task it is to banish all magic from Salem, and the Headless Horseman, the one originally responsible for turning the women of Salem into witches, all hell breaks loose when the brothers discover they are closer to his true identity than they realize. Uh, man, like I said, when I read this one, I said, I have to have this book. I saw my buddy was selling it and I I grabbed it up real quick. And that's probably why I kind of 
you know, didn't read it because the synopsis sounds so good. I said, okay, I'm going to save this one for my, uh, my personal like, uh, fun reads. Uh, so, so, uh, that's why I haven't picked it up and, and actually put, took it off the shelf and read it, but man, tell us a little bit about this book and what you thought, John. So, uh, one thing, especially with this book is this was one of scouts big books that came out, um, towards the end of 2019 and uh let me double check that yeah yeah this was one of their big ones that was coming out like at the end of 2019 Mm -hmm. um and then had a trade towards the beginning of this year and this was one of the books that kind of kicked off their big growth because headless got a huge crowd behind scout um and with it uh there was a lot of uh variants that came out we even had one by brian silverbacks that everybody loves yeah um but it was just a a nice take on the whole Salem thing mm-hmm. definitely gave you that horror aspect with more of a, like a, it felt more like the old school movies, white, like, like Leprechaun, Freddy Krueger, stuff like that, where it had a mix of like horror with comedy, but also like with uh, mysterious, like pasts and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of those books that uh, why I've really loved a lot of scout stuff is the art is very, yeah. very good, but very different. And I love when you get that. Because the colors yeah. in the books are very, uh, very almost make it feel like an old movie, but mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah. very like certain colors and everything, like the pink, the blues, and all that mm-hmm. kind of scatter throughout the books like that. And I really love that style because it gave like a different feel to the book. It gave like a new like world to its own. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm only seeing like four colors in there: pink, blue, white, and black. Yeah, and that's yeah. pretty much what it was throughout the entire book too. Yeah, it, it it looks really good. And this is one of those books that, you know, there's simple lines, but it's not like oversimplified where the 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 artwork is 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 not is not, is bad. Um it's just simple lines. It's nothing too crazy. Uh the the artwork is just really simple as well, but it's not horrible. Uh like you said, you got pinks and blues. Um, it makes the whole like feel of this book, um, super, super cool. And you know what it kind of makes me feel like, I, I know it's like, uh, in the eighties, but it makes me feel like some of these scenes are back in like the, the fifties, sixties possibly. Um, yeah. but I do, I do love this man. I love the, the book of it, the feel, I mean, the feel of the book and the look of it. Um, some of these creepy characters that they have in there. Um, like there's one character that reminds me of like the gremlins. Uh, super cool, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it was, just, it's just one of those books that it's just fun to get into because oh, yeah. there's so many twists and turns. It's not as upfront as you would think it was. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's the headless horseman. It's like, no, there's more to that. There's even more to that character, how it works. Wow. And it's a very expanding story. And the first issue kind of just draws you in by giving you the basics mm-hmm. of what yeah. you need to know. Uh, the headless horseman, weird town, kids having a problem, guy, new job. Yeah. The police seem to have something else going on that they're not telling the new police officer about. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, it just sets up the pace very in your, like here it is, but like yeah. doesn't overdo it. Like uh, rushing you into everything. Cause then after that, it starts getting really crazy. The next few issues. How, how far have you uh, read this one? I have read the entire book for this one. I love okay. this book. Uh, awesome. And how many issues does it go? 
it goes a total of four issues. Okay. Okay. So it's not, not that fun. And, and, and they're all finished. So if anybody wants to grab, go out there and grab it up, grab it up, man. Cause yep. And there's the, so you can get them as the issues and there is also the trade paperback. So you could also just get the trade paperback if you want. Yeah. And, and, uh, Silverbacks is always hustling his copy because, uh, his cover, um, which, mm-hmm. cause it looks which really at this good. point, I believe he's the only one who has his cover. Scoutcomics.com is sold out of it. Yeah, I think he does. Cause every time I talk to him, he pulls it up. Look at this one. And, uh, I'm like, dude, I need to get that one. Cause I haven't seen it anywhere else. Uh, yep. so, so if you guys want to grab it up, uh, look up Brian Silverbacks and you can grab it from him. If it's not on his, uh, website, uh, you could probably find him on Facebook or Instagram and, and probably get, grab it from him personally. So, I would definitely suggest that. Uh, you got anything else to talk about this book? Nope. Just that if you're going to get this, you're, uh, this is definitely a book that will have uh, all the scout books to jump in on because it was one of them that uh, was one of their big books that started this new push because they're starting to get really big. Yeah. So this was the book to probably say this was the book that really kicked it off for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, with White Ash and a few others, but this yeah, was the one yeah. towards the end of the last year that really did it. So jump in on this one while you can and check it out. Cool. All right, let's 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 take another small break, and then we're going to get into our third uh, book. Wow, we're already in our third book. That's We're moving quick this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get into, uh, into uh, our third book here after the break. We're going to talk about Fish Eye number one. All right, and we're back. We're going to be talking about Fish Eye Number One, and you know what? Um, <laughs> I I've I don't want to talk down on this book or any creators a bit, uh, with this one. This book, when I saw it, uh, the the first issue cover, I looked at it and I was like, "Ooh, this one's going to be really good." This this cover art looks so sick. It pulled me in. Uh, I read this story, the synopsis here, the log line. I'm like, okay. I'm all about this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then uh, I'll get into what I felt about when I started reading it. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But let us le- let me read the log line for you guys really quick. And then you guys can judge for yourself if you're going to want to get into it or not. Travis is a cop and a family man. And he's the star of a reality show that follows his police exploits in his small town. The only problem is that the ratings are slipping. When a group of killers target Travis, the small town cop must go to war, protect himself and his family while trying to figure out who's really after him. After all, ratings are king, right? No matter who gets hurt or killed. Uh, this one seemed pretty cool to me. And that cover, uh, so sick. Um, mm-hmm. But I got to I got to I got to be honest with you, man. When I actually opened up this book and I started reading, um, the 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 letters were really hard for me to kind of follow um some the way they wrote them out here a little bit maybe it was because i was reading it on my phone and it looked super small now i have like a a tablet in front of me and it looks a lot better um but in some places the 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 letters are still kind of really hard to read um, yeah and the the artwork for me it, it it's good in some areas and I'm not going to, and like I said, I'm not going to talk down on any creator because listen, they're doing this. They might be doing it for a living. <laughs> I'm not so, and I'm not a, cr- a creator and I'm not a, a, an artist. So I'm sure they poured their heart and soul into this book. 
but for me, it almost feels oversimplified. And I, and not, that's not putting it down, but for me and my taste, it just, it just didn't match what I saw from the beginning or from the cover. Um, and that's just my own opinion. You guys may love this book. And, and I don't know about you, John. What did you feel about this when you read this book? So one of the things uh, that I'll also say about it is because I wanted to look it up is I don't know which came first, but this was one of the official first titles for Scout Comics. Mm. Um, this was like one of their first three they ever came out with. Um, and the art for this alone, like I do love this artist. Um, it's definitely, uh, I think the one of the things that it's, since it's an early on book, the colors, there's not many. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, kind of, sim- I do see this simplified because especially the colors, they're uh, more simple and everything as they go on. Um, but I actually really thought uh, the story did start off where it was a simple story, mm-hmm. but um, I ended up reading the whole thing and I okay. love the story actually like the premise and what it was actually mm-hmm. was very good. Um, it definitely, I think what it felt like is like, this was one of the first books that uh, they did or like, okay. that's how it feels mm-hmm. like. So it does feel like there's a, a sense of like, I'm learning what I'm doing first. Okay. Um, so, but I actually really loved this book. Um, and considering it was one of the first titles mm-hmm. and this was, I believe the first title by the artist as well. Um, it, it kind of was like, okay, I can, I can look over some of these things because I actually really liked it. Yeah. So I, I do like some of the techniques that they do here in this artwork. Um, and, and, it, and, and, I don't know. Some areas look to me like there's a handful of different artists uh, doing this book. So maybe that's what it is. Some artist, some artwork in this book uh, wasn't for me. Some of it looks really great. And I'm like, okay, I wish this was kind of, you know, the same all the way throughout might be the same artist, but, uh, and I didn't get to read the, I didn't get to see who the art, uh, art creative team was, but uh, I do, I do like this story. Um, I do like this uh, idea of, of what's going on here. Um, but I, I have to say this is probably number three out of, out of the three we have on the, on the show today. Um, if I were to rank them by the ones we spoke about, um, that's probably where this one would sit. Uh, and by no means does that mean it's a horrible book. By no means does it mean that this creative team is not, they don't know what they're doing. Uh, it's, it's a great read. And, and, uh, there's just some books out there that, that are for people and that are not for people. Right. So, uh, don't take my, my opinion and say, okay, well, that's a horrible book. Uh, so go out there one, and look for yourself. Thing also is that, um, uh, cause I'll say a lot is that it, uh, now that I'm looking at it more, um, it's definitely, this is the first story because the mm-hmm. writer Massimo Rossi uh-huh. went on to write, uh, Graveland for Scout, which okay. is one of my favorite titles for them. Cause it's very, a very good book. Um, but okay. they've also done uh, uh, Cold Blood Samurai for Action Lab, which is another book I actually really like. Okay. So it definitely feels like looking at that, that it's a, it was kind of like their first start into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the artist alone is, um, uh, where is their uh, name? Stefa- it's uh, Stefano, Stefano Cardosoli. Yeah. Uh, who also did Planet Caravan, which is another uh, okay. good book, but they also have, um, a book coming out currently with Scout, and I can't remember the title right now. Uh, Sweet Downfall. Okay. Which is one of my most hyped titles because it's his art at its max. 
Okay. Like it's okay. And it's way colorful. It, it mm-hmm. it's definitely got a great colorist with it, or even if he's coloring on his own, yeah. it's a very bright book coming out that I have been hyped about. Even my son, La, who won't be able to read it. Cause it's definitely going to be a mature <laughs> book. Yeah. Um, the colors and the art for it are phenomenal. Okay. So fish. Eye definitely feels like it's like your first, their first work into the, mm-hmm. the industry. Yeah. And like, they've, picked up from there because there's a lot of books that have come out from after them that yeah are a lot better but um i not saying that fish eye is not good because i actually did really like it and and maybe i and i was only able to read the first issue and, and but i do i did purchase the actual trade in digital so I, i'm probably going to go back and i mean i'm going to f- finish this this book and, and but like i said uh, there's some things out there that that you know I, I I can't like every single thing, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I do like a whole lot coming out of Scout. Um, but here we go. We, this is this is us being uh you know transparent with you guys. There's some things that that we don't always like, and uh, so far in these first five episodes, um, we've liked everything that we've talked about, and this is probably one of the first ones that I'm like, okay, I'm on the fence about, uh, and and I need to I need to be swayed. So with this book, um, I, I went into it probably maybe with, with uh, too high of a bar, <laughs> but uh, because I because every time I seen it, I'm like, ooh, I want to get that one. I'm going to save it till when I can actually buy the trade because uh, I, I really liked the artwork and kind of flipped through a few pages. But when I really dug deep into reading it, um, there's some pages there where I'm just like, mm, I don't know if I like it too much. I do, I do know that I like it, but how much do I like it? You know, what I mean, you have you ever found yourself asking yourself that much? That yes, that question. Uh, I do, I do that a lot with some of the books, and because <laughs> there's some books I, because uh, I do do regular reviews of new books coming out, kind of hyping them to get people to interested to at least try the book, the first yeah. issue. And uh, there's been a, a lot that I've bought the first issue and that was it because the book just didn't catch me. Like there's okay. a ton of times where a book, like when it comes out uh, you may have to wait till a trade paperback because the book gets better after the first issue, but sometimes yeah. it's just not for you. Cause there's a yeah. lot of books that even when you read the synopsis, it sounds great. But then when you read it, you're like, I mean, it's good, but it's not my type of story. <laughs> yeah, man. So get out there and read it for yourself. And you tell me how you feel about this book, uh, because I can't make a decision for you guys. You just have to go out there and read it yourself. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and let's move on to some news, man. What do you think? Uh, sounds good. All right. Let's do that right here in a second. All right, and we are back with some news, and you know what? I, I, I do have one thing that I'm looking at here in front of me, John, and maybe you can tell me a little bit about this, because when I saw this, I said, this is interesting. Uh, we saw that Scout uh, signed a deal with Simon & Schuster. Did you see oh, that? Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so September 23rd, 2020, Scout Entertainment is proud to announce that it is extending its trade paperback publishing program by signing an exclusive distribution deal with Simon & Schuster, effective October 1st, and and by signing with uh, Weber Agency for exclusive representation for foreign language rights deals and around the globe. Um, Super cool, man. So what do you think about this here? 
I think it's a huge step for them that it's one of the things that they kind of needed to do because you want to make sure that you can get more and more out there. Yeah. And considering they have so many titles that are now coming out and they've really started mm-hmm. to build themselves. And then they've got uh, tons of books that are also coming out, uh, especially their new Scoot line that we, I've talked about. Yeah. Um, the Black Caravan, all mm-hmm. kinds of things. Um, and it sounds like they have uh, more imprints coming soon also. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's uh, a big chance for them to really get out there. That's that's really, really cool. Um, yeah, I, this is kind of cool. I didn't know if they – I don't know off the top of my head. Did they have the their books you know, written in foreign languages before, or is this the first time that they're uh, going to do that? Yeah. I don't know if they – they did well. One of them was already, which was uh-huh. uh, once our land. Okay, that book was already in German, and actually, when they brought it over, they put it in English. Okay, because it, but it still has some of the German language. Um, and then um, Vlad Dracul was already printed in where it mm-hmm. by the creator in his country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we brought it over to the U.S. and made it in English. So it is one of those things where I don't know if they did. But it was already at least something that they were reaching out to creators who were in different areas already. Okay, super cool, man. I didn't, I didn't know that about that. So it looks like where they're going to get a whole lot more into foreign languages or from foreign languages, right? So kind of cool. Yes. So uh, I'm going to scroll down to the bottom here because uh, I, I think this is something that should hype things a lot. Scout Comics and Entertainment launched in October 2015 to immediate critical acclaim. Five years later, the comic book and multimedia company has over 150 titles published and scheduled for future release, spanning the gamut of genres. Scout has multiple specialty imprints, which some of these are now new because they Mm -hmm. do not have some of these imprints yet. Black Caravan, we've known about that one. Mm -hmm. Scoot, uh, Lit, Young Adult, which that's new. So is Outsider lgbtq plus that's a new thing so oh, wow. they haven't initially announced either of those but we now know those are happening wow. uh, scout one shot single issues mm-hmm. uh non-stop first uh imprint for a trade paperback uh and additionally and here's where something that also should hype people scout has multiple movie tv and streaming adaptations in development including oh. projects with amazon studios and disney free form Wow. Among many others, That's which cool. is one of those things where I feel like that was put in there as mm-hmm. that was part of uh, their announcement with this and where on other websites it says it, uh-huh. but they haven't officially said it, but you now know that officially they have something coming to Amazon wow. and Disney that's that's actually super exciting man i can't wait to to see what that is what do you what what is your speculation what do you think is going to be coming to amazon I, and disney i have no amazon you could have, there's a very of yeah. titles that are apparently in development that could easily come to amazon so yeah. i could not narrow that one down the disney one's interesting cuz so far they haven't had a ton of their kids titles out yet uh-huh. and of course if it's going to disney that well, would be something that would have to be all ages well if it's free form uh it's going to be something more kind of like uh along the lines of what is it like what was that one that that marvel did on free form it was uh, cloak and dagger right oh like that that's right so it could be oh, something yeah, so so if there there's other there's a couple that they could do, but it it I yeah. guess it should vary. And yeah. if anything, uh, we it may be even a title we don't know about yet. Yeah, like kind of like this this one right here coming up uh, here. Um, it just in time for Christmas. Did you see that they announced this one? 
Which Red, one? Red Xmas. Oh, yes. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> so I, I don't know too much about this. I just saw this. And, and this here's the log line. Uh, no-nonsense FBI agent Ellie. Uh, this is a hard name. Uh, Barry. Tewksbury. Sorry. Horrible. At, uh, pronouncing I'm names. there with you. I always pronounce names wrong. <laughs> Let's say Tewksbury uh, doesn't believe in Santa until a fed up St. Nick snaps and kidnaps the world's kids. Now Ellie must team up with her wannabe elf ex-husband to save their son and Christmas. <laughs> yeah, this just is one of those books that's going to be amazingly fun just to, to read and go over. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, it's just got a great synopsis. And they've actually, because uh, I'm still trying to hunt down an old book that uh, I've seen is uh, Santa versus uh, Dracula. Oh. <laughs> so this is another title that it absolutely there uh, I'm hyped for. And, and the, um, the, the creative team. The cool team. thing is that uh, one of the uh, co-writers of yeah. this uh, is uh, a voice actor who's uh-huh. worked in Ninja Turtles and Yu-Gi-Oh! and other things. Yeah, we got uh, uh, Clay Adams. Yeah, and then Ale- uh, Clay Adams, and then Al- Alexandra Felipe, uh, yep. most recent movie, uh, is Memory, The Origin of Alien, and he's done documentaries and stuff. So wow. it's also got a very like new thing of like, okay, there's people that kind of like are getting into their first writing gig here. Yeah, yeah, and you got a, uh, an Italian artist, Fabio Ramaki, Ramachi, mm-hmm. and a colorist, uh, and here I go, Lara. Chioka, <laughs> here I come butchering your names. I'm very sorry if I butchered your name. Um, super cool. This looks like a really great creative team. Um, I'm all about this, dude. Just in time for Christmas, I'm ready for it, dude. How about you? Oh, absolutely. This is definitely going to be on my poll very easily. Yeah, and there's but so so. I mean, they've got stuff that they're announcing. They've got stuff that they are announcing without announcing it. Yeah, <laughs> by access, uh, putting it in something like this. Like uh, the new, we knew about Scoot. We got Lit coming. You got Outsider coming. Yeah. Disney and Amazon, and then yes, uh, a Christmas title right before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, super cool. And yes, and uh, I don't know if we got anything else. Oh, we do have one. You said you got a something. A so little they crossover. have two books coming out that are going to be one shots. I believe. I believe they're mm-hmm. one shots, and it's uh, uh, Loggerhead and Star. Bastard uh, <laughs> uh, is coming out. Yeah. And uh, you've got uh, Gut Ghost and Stabity Bunny. Oh, so I, I really am hyped for both of these just because one, yeah. it shows that Scout's showing that some of their stuff's going to be uh, multiversal, where you'll yeah. get to see some of these characters and other things. Yeah. But they're also just fun, uh, especially the Stabity Bunny being with Gut Ghost, since <laughs> Gut Ghost is kind of like a good comedy on stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And then Loggerhead, we've only had one issue for, but knowing mm-hmm. that Star Bastard is kind of a, a like Guardians of the Galaxy esque comedy over the topness. Yeah. It'll be fun to see <laughs> Loggerhead thrown into that because since I, kind of the first issue of Loggerhead was very serious. I, I, I've known about Loggerhead and Star Bastard for quite some time now because I, I do have a, 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 I guess I guess at this point you call it professional relationship, right? With with uh, yeah. uh, Brian Silverbacks and Andrew Clemson, and uh, and I actually have to thank Andrew Clemson because uh, he actually uh, sent me best wishes over the my little hiatus for the two weeks for my my baby, and uh, him and I talked for for a little bit the other night. 
so I appreciate you reaching out to me personally and and uh and uh wishing me a happy uh I guess a happy birth ing I guess. <laughs> but uh but yeah, I appreciate that. But I've known about this for quite some time because I talked to both of them and they 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 we we couldn't really say anything over the air and uh and if I was talking to Brian, I was like, "Dude, what the heck's happened here?" He's like he's like, "Oh, so this is happening." He stumbled upon somebody posting uh the actual uh previews world uh code online and he's like wait where did this come from and he didn't even know that they were announcing it or they or they had they had announced it or and put it yes. in previews world yet so he was like i guess i could talk about it now <laughs> well yeah and that's the funny thing because i found out a lot of things ahead of time by previews world because there's <laughs> books that technically even the creator said weren't supposed to get announced and they've gotten announced because it was on previews world. Yep. That's so that's one of the fun things with that, where it's like, Oh, uh, all right. I guess it's out there now. <laughs> yeah. Dang you previews world messing everything yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, super cool though. Now we can talk about it. It's happening. It is. It's happening. And uh, man, it's, it's really cool. I'm excited for it. Um, I, I really, really cool for that one. And Andrew wrote it. Andrew Clemson wrote it. And Brian and I. There's another creator on there as well. I don't have the name off the top of my head. I'm sorry. That's my bad for leaving you out. Um, but yeah. Uh, th- so Brian and him did the artwork on that, and it's a, it is a one shot. I just want to know how the heck Loggerhead and Starbaster get come together. That's what I want. Oh, to know. it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, the writer is Andrew Clemson, and the artist is Brian Dawson and Brian Silverback. There you go, so Brian Dawson. There you go. Awesome, awesome. It's gonna be a great book, and it's out in December, I think. Right? Yeah. Uh, it is out. Yes, December sixteenth is its uh release currently. Cool. What's the preview code? Do you have that in front of you? Uh, it is uh. OCT two zero one five six zero. So go out there and pre-order it right now and grab that book because I guarantee you guys you're gonna want to uh, do that. And and speaking of Silverbacks, Silverbacks has a Kickstarter coming out right now. So if you guys yes. go to Kickstarter, type in Kara Prime Handbook. You will go over there. Please back his book because man, at this point you're gonna get it because it's already been funded, and he's got some really great uh, stretch goals going on right now. So head yes, on over and there. He actually, current he changed the stretch goals. Actually, Did they're he? still the same, but it's no longer uh, price points. It's oh. now number of backers. What? So oh man, if that's you so start cool. backing it, it's the more people that jump in on this will get into some of the extra things. Yeah, I was I actually looking at it today, and it went from like certain amounts to back it to uh, just people backing it. So That's awesome. kind of just wanting to see people back and get into his book uh, gives you the opportunity to get extra stuff as well. That's awesome. So go back it guys. So we can all get some great stuff and guess what? His books are really cheap. So you guys can, if you can only mm-hmm. spend 10 bucks, don't go out and get yourself a Taco Bell meal. Don't buy the whole left side. Instead, get yourself a really cool Kara Prime handbook from Brian Silverbacks. I guarantee you, you won't miss out. You'll miss out if you don't. All right, John, you got anything else? Nope, that's it for this, sir. All right, well, I think we can stop right there. We can kill the episode. Uh, man, I'm glad to be back. I appreciate you taking glad those to have two. You back. Thanks, Trust man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you taking those two episodes and, and, uh, and uh, taking care of the show for me. Um, super cool, man. I appreciate you. You're, you are awesome. 
Thank you, sir. So just glad to give you the time that you needed. <laughs> I actually, I got, I got to talk to you really quick, man. I'm going to say this on air. I actually, for my other show, the house of India, I talked to a creator, um, uh, to Frank Gogol the other day. And he actually, oh, yeah. he actually mentioned you. He's like, Oh, you guys, you're doing that other show with, with John, right? I said, yeah. He's like, he's like, Oh yeah, man. He's a really cool, upstanding guy. He's, uh, he's, he really, he's really cool. He backs uh, a lot of my stuff. So he said hi. And he wanted me to make sure that he said, uh, that, that, that about you. So super oh, that's cool. Awesome. Super oh, yeah. Cool. I've, I've messaged him a few times and I bet I push his books a lot. He makes some fantastic things. Yeah. yeah. I love everything he's touched. Yeah, I got, I've got in the next couple of weeks here, I'm going to be talking to him. Uh, well, I talked to him, but there's going to be an episode that's going to be released and he, we're going to be talking about his new book that is going to be announced here in October. So if you guys want to hear about it, you're going to hear, hear it first on the House of Indy. So head on over to House of Indy, wherever you get your podcasts and you will hear me speak with Frank Gogol. And he's actually the first one to be on the show twice, dude. So super cool. Um, anyway, enough plugging my other show. We're right here on Two Scout Geeks. And you know what, John? I'm going to let you see us out. How's that? All right. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Enjoy your comics. Read some Scout books. And as always, long live Scout comics. Aha. Bye. Scout's what it's all about. Scout's what it's all about.